BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And thank you for joining us on Crosstalk here on VCY America. Kind of a mixed program today. We're going to be beginning uh, the broadcast today uh, with a few thoughts pertaining to the election on Tuesday. And then we're going to transition into our Veterans Day call-in program here as uh, we do have a guest that will be in studio tomorrow. Mike Gendron is going to be with us uh, here. He's uh, in town speaking at an area church. And uh, we are going to be talking on a topic tomorrow entitled, What's the the Difference? And trust you'll be able to join us for this. But just a, a few things uh, here pertaining to the election. This from CNSNews.com, the talk of a red wave coming to the polls and pivoting the election results to a landslide Republican majority did not live up to expectations as final congressional races are called. In the U.S. Senate race, the Republican Party now has uh, secured 49 seats, the Democratic Party 48, as reported by Real Clear Politics November 10th. The U.S. House race currently has 210 Republican seats, 196 Democrat seats filled, 31 of the 36 seats for election called in the governor race. The GOP has taken 24 seats. The Democrats have 23 more results out pending. Uh, from the New American, uh, Tuesday they said America voted and there were some rather odd election anomalies, um, much as uh, similar to the year of 2020. Uh, also coming from Western Journal, after Dominion voting machines in Mercer County, New Jersey, failed to read ballots, forcing voters to complete paper ballots, hundreds or even thousands of those paper ballots have now disappeared. Some 3,211 voters from three Princeton districts who cast their ballots at the municipal building may end up disenfranchised if the ballots are not recovered, as could up to 835 Robbinsville residents who voted at the Mercer County Library. The actual number of missing ballots was not immediately clear. Dominion voting system programmers had traveled to Mercer County on Election Day when an error related to the machine's optical scanners prevented the ballots from being counted, the Western Journal reported early Tuesday. Were there not also the tabulators in Maricopa County having issues? Very interesting indeed, folks. The Center Square is reporting officials in Nevada's most populous county say they are still processing thousands of ballots that came in through the mail and drop boxes, telling reporters yesterday that it will likely take days to get to a final tally. We're still awaiting the results of a U.S. Senate seat out of the state of Nevada. Uh, CNSNews.com telling us uh, from uh, uh, Governor DeSantis, He said, while our country flounders, Florida is on the right track. He said, we offer a ray of hope that better days still lie ahead. He said this Tuesday night in his victory speech, uh, defeating uh, Democrat Charlie Crist 59.4% to 40%. In a rousing victory speech, DeSantis hailed Florida as a refuge of sanity when the world went mad and the citadel of freedom for people across the country and indeed across the world. He said, Florida is where woke goes to die. At the very end of his speech, DeSantis hinted at political battles yet to come, saying we have accomplished more than anybody thought possible four years ago, but we have got so much more to do, and I have only begun to fight. From LifeNews.com, with control of the Senate up in the air, the crucial Senate seat in Georgia will be heading to a December 6 runoff between pro-abortion Democrat incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock and pro-life GOP challenger Herschel Walker. Currently, both candidates are separated by just 35,000 votes and under the 50% threshold needed to avoid a runoff. We're not currently at 49.42% of the more than 3.9 million votes cast to Walker's 48.52%. Newsmax reporting that the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee announced it's pouring in $7 million to fund direct voter contact programs in Georgia before the Senate runoff. The expenditure kicks off the race that could decide which party controls the Senate. From Matt Staver at Liberty Council, we're just doing a recap of several issues here before we get to the Veterans Day call-in portion. But uh, three states, uh, this is from Matt Staver, 
Three states added abortion provisions to their state constitutions. Two states voted down measures that would restrict abortion. California voters approved Proposition 1, introduced by Governor Newsom, that explicitly protects abortion and contraceptive rights in their state constitution. Michigan voters also passed a ballot initiative to fortify abortion rights. That was Proposal 3. Uh, Also implications on the whole gender-related issue. Vermont's Proposal 5 overwhelmingly passed and creates a constitutional right to, quote, personal reproductive autonomy. Regarding states attempting to protect unborn life, Kentucky Amendment 2 defeated, which would have amended the state constitution to explicitly state it doesn't secure or protect a right to abortion or require the funding of abortion. In addition, voters in Montana voted against legislative referendum 131 that would expand rights for infants who are born alive after failed abortions and allow health care workers to face punishment if they don't give them proper medical treatment. A note here from uh, LifeNews.com, they say every pro-life Republican governor who signed an abortion ban won re-election. Some other news you may not be hearing out there from LifeSiteNews.com. Massachusetts has elected the first lesbian governor in the United States. Maura Healey, who had served as Massachusetts Attorney General for eight years, locked in a gubernatorial victory, saying, I stand before you tonight proud to be the first woman and the first gay person ever elected governor of Massachusetts. To every little girl and every young LGBTQ person out there, I hope tonight shows you that you can be whatever, whoever you want to be. Uh, remarkably, another gubernatorial contender in Oregon, Democrat Tina Kotek, became the second lesbian governor in the U.S. during the midterm elections. As the state's attorney general, Healy led a coalition of states uh, uh, filing an amicus brief to challenge the Defense of Marriage Act, also pro-abortion. But just think, friends, in the election that was held on Tuesday, two lesbian governors have been elected. Human rights campaign says also the uh, the uh, human rights campaign they build themselves as being the nation's largest lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer civil rights organization. Celebrated the newly elected pro equality majority to the Pennsylvania State House of Representatives, saying this: For too long, anti equality extremists have prevented Pennsylvania from following the example of its neighboring states in the Northeast in advancing non discrimination protection for. LGBTQ plus people. Now combined with the victory of Governor-elect Josh Shapiro, the chances of those desperately needed protections being passed into law have improved dramatically. This is a great day for all Pennsylvanians and LGBTQ plus Pennsylvanians especially. Well, friends, what the scripture says, it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Lot. But it does not end there. Because, let's go to the state of Minnesota, Lee Fink, becoming the first transgender legislator in the Minnesota House. Lee Fink will be the first transgender elected. This is a biological male identifying as female, uh, representing the uh, uh, the uh, Twin Cities area, uh, the Twin Cities native, a filmmaker for the ACLU. The first transgender in Minnesota House has been elected. FoxNews.com, a group of far-left Democrats in the House known as the Squad, likely to grow in the next Congress by as many as 10 members after the midterm election handed wins to four new progressive left lawmakers. The Squad, which was founded by four Democratic women in 2019, uh, that would be AOC of New York, Ilhan Omar of Minnesota, Ayanna Presley of Massachusetts, Rashida Tlaib of Michigan. They added two new members after the 2020 election, Cory Bush of Missouri and Jamal Brown of New York. And uh, all six squad members easily won their seats on Tuesday. At least four more members likely to be added to this progressive group. The Daily Signal reporting voters in five states cast ballots on measures to legalize recreational marijuana in Tuesday's midterm elections. Residents of Maryland and Missouri voted in favor of their measures. Voters in Arkansas, North Dakota, and South Dakota rejected them. Another interesting story coming to us here, this one from CARE, the Council on American-Islamic Relations. And again, this is not something that's hitting the mainstream news But uh, Jetpack Resource Center and the Council on American-Islamic Relations released a final count of 82 local, state, legislative, statewide, judicial, and federal American-Muslim electoral victories in the midterm election. 
The 82 elected Tuesday night is the highest since Jetpack and CARE started tracking the electoral progress of American Muslims. 71, the previous high watermark, was set in 2020. Isn't this something Usama Dakdok told us was going to be happening? More and more you're going to see uh, Islamists that are elected into uh, positions. And uh, there was a, a, a total count of 82 that secured victories Tuesday night. 71, the previous high watermark, set just last election cycle, the year 2020. The Muslim organizations tracked the general election results of a record-breaking 146 American Muslim candidates running for local, state, and federal office, including 51 state legislative candidates running in 23 states. In a statement that came out from the National Executive Director of CARE, Nihad Awad, he said this, Yesterday's, and referring to Tuesday's historic string of record-breaking American Muslim electoral victories, is a testament to our community's ongoing rise in American politics and the trust our neighbors have placed in us to represent them and fight for their interests. We are witnessing the next step in the American Muslim community's political transformation from marginalized voices that were sidelined or worse to decision-makers. These newly elected officials are building upon the success of our community's decades-long investment in civil engagement, voter registration, and running for office. We call on all American Muslim elected leaders to draw inspiration from their Islamic faith and work for the best possible future of all Americans. That statement coming from the National Executive Director of uh, CARE, Nihad Awad. That's, uh, again, the Council on American-Islamic Relations. Well, friends, that's a a, a quick recap of of what is taking place. Uh, There are shenanigans that they just cannot uh, get to the bottom of some of the issues. What happened with the voting machines in Maricopa County? What's happening with them in other locations where they had to dispatch members from the the Dominion voting systems to go and, and look into these matters? But to think that here across this nation on this election day, the number of LGBTQ plus candidates that were elected to office, two lesbian governors elected uh, Tuesday night in this election. We think also of a transgender elected for the first time in the state of Minnesota, a record breaking number of those uh, 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 Islamic Americans uh, been elected to office as well uh, in Tuesday's election. Friends, with all of that that we've seen trans, you know, transform before our very eyes here as of transforming a nation, we have to recognize this. God is still in control. He has not been set into uh, have to hit the reset button. He is not taken by surprise, did not have to call an emergency session, a security council meeting to understand or wonder where do we go from here. No, our God is in control. And keep in mind this, what God has before ordained indeed will come to pass. So we stay faithful, we stay uh, stay engaged as salt, we stay engaged as light. And let's continue our mission to be occupiers until he comes again. Well, friends, from uh, this uh, discussion here, we're going to transition into Veterans Day. And uh, trust you'll be inspired, blessed, and challenged here in the next segments of Crosstalk on today's broadcast. We'll be back in just one minute here on the VCY American Network. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and author with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, does natural selection occur today? Chris, God created each basic category of life with a built-in adaptability to various conditions. Natural selection can choose from the variety which best fits an environment. But note that this is not evolution. It's merely selection of genes which already exist. Nothing new has evolved. Recently, a population of island lizards was introduced onto a new island. In 20 years, they had adapted, and their average leg length was shorter. Evolutionists crowed that this was a great evolutionary advancement. But big deal. Natural selection had occurred, but not evolution. Natural selection is not a creative process. Creation. Now that did occur by the supernatural powers of God. 
back in Genesis. To learn more about creation, get our free DVD called That's a Fact. Call us at 800-628-7640 and mention the promo code FACT. And friends, we continue to pray for America and we continue to weep for America as well. The directions that are being taken uh, here on so many different uh, aspects. And uh, again, we have to keep our eyes looking on Jesus Christ. Do not become weary in well-doing, Scripture says, for in due season ye shall reap if ye faint not. Uh, we know the uh, the end of the story, don't we? The end of the book. We've read it, and uh, we see victory uh, taking place. Well, friends, as we uh, turn our attention right now on the program today toward Veterans Day, and again, we're doing this today because uh, tomorrow we will be having a guest in studio who is coming into town for a series of meetings at a local church and uh, secured him being on Crosstalk tomorrow with us. That'll be Mike Gendron. Um, But uh, so today we're going to take time to give you opportunity to honor a veteran, tomorrow being Veterans Day. I appreciate Bill Federer, and uh, he has put together a lot of material on so many different topics. And from AmericanMinute.com, we do find that on the 11th hour, the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918, World War I ended. Though the armistice was signed at 5 a.m. on November 11th, 1918, the fighting continued till 11 a.m., killing nearly 11,000 more men. In 1921, President Warren Harding at the Uh, had the remains of an unknown soldier killed in France, buried in the tomb of the unknown soldier at Arlington Cemetery. Inscribed on the tomb are the words, Here rest in honored glory an American soldier known but to God. Larmus' Day changed to Veterans Day in 1954 to honor all who have served defending the United States. In 1958, President Eisenhower placed soldiers in the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier from World War II and also the Korean War. We also remember a poem that was written by Charles Michael Provence. Uh, He was served in the U.S. Army and really uh, has an important message for us across this nation here even today, where he wrote, It is the soldier, not the minister, who gives us freedom of religion. It is the soldier not the reporter who has given us freedom of the press. It is the soldier, not the poet, who has given us freedom of speech. It is the soldier, not the campus organizer, who has given us freedom to protest. It is the soldier, not the lawyer, who has given us the right to a fair trial. It is the soldier, not the politician, who has given us the right to vote. It is the soldier who salutes the flag, who serves beneath the flag, and whose coffin is draped by the flag, who allows the protester to burn the flag. Charles Michael Provence writing that poem on It Is the Soldier. President Dwight Eisenhower broadcast from the White House February 7, 1954, for the American Legion's Back to God program. President Eisenhower said this, As a former soldier, I'm delighted that our veterans are sponsoring a movement to increase our awareness of God in our daily lives. In battle, they learned a great truth that there are no atheists in the foxholes. They know that the time of test and trial, we instinctively turn to God for new courage and peace of mind. All the history of America bears witness to this truth. Out of faith in God and through faith in themselves as his children, our forefathers designed and built this republic. We remember the picture of the father of our country on his knees at Valley Forge, seeking divine guidance in the cold gloom of a bitter winter. Thus, Washington gained strength to lead to independence, a nation dedicated to the belief that each of us is divinely endowed with indestructible rights. We remember, too, that three-fourths of a century later, on the battle-torn field of Gettysburg, and in the silence of many a wartime night, Abraham Lincoln recognized that only under God could this nation win a new birth of freedom. Today as then, there is need for positive acts of renewed recognition that faith is our surest strength, our greatest resource. This Back to God movement, he said, is such a positive act. As we take part in it, I hope that we shall prize this thought. 
Whatever our individual church, whatever our personal creed, our common faith in God is a common bond among us. In our fundamental faith, we all we are all one. Together we thank the power that has made and preserved us a nation. By the millions we speak prayers, we sing hymns, and no matter what their words may be, their spirit is the same. In God is our trust. Those words and many more coming from President Eisenhower as he uh, spoke on that uh, the uh, broadcast, uh, the Back to God program from the American Legion back February 7th of 1954. We appreciate those of you who are serving or have served in our nation's military. And so right now we're going to dedicate the remainder of today's Crosstalk program to give you opportunity to honor a veteran, to honor a veteran. And again, I'm sure that you could go on and on and talk for quite some time. We want you to limit your comments to a minute or less so we can get as many people in as possible here on Crosstalk. We're opening our lines right now at 1-800-733-9829. That's 1-800-733-9829. And even as we approach Veterans Day, as it starts uh, uh, here in the, just after the stroke of midnight tonight, want to take this opportunity to set aside to thank those who have served or who are serving our nation. And so if you'd like to call in to honor a veteran, it may be a, a, a spouse, it may be a, a son, a daughter, an uncle, a, a grandparent, uh, to honor somebody that uh, has been serving or has served in our nation's military, this is an opportunity for you to do so. Our lines are all packed right now, but as you hear the lines, uh, the callers hang up, that will be your indication that you can call in with your tribute today as we honor veterans for 2022. We're going to begin in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Dave, uh, good afternoon. You're on the air. Yeah, Jim, a uh, couple people I'd like to honor. My dad, World War II vet, and we know what that was about, a war that we won. And then my brother Jim, he passed away a year ago, a Vietnam veteran. And then I served Wisconsin Army National Guard for 20 years, and just a shout-out to the state and all who served. And finally, last week, we, last Saturday, we had a great gathering at the Kenosha Jobs Center, and we were able to pray, and we exercised prayer. And that just weaves into what you were saying earlier. You know, stay engaged, renew, and occupy. And the veterans, we, we, we shouldn't be retired. We should be involved and engaged. Thank you, Great. Jim. Thank you, Dave, and thank you for your service as well. James in Toma, Wisconsin, you're on the air. Yes, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to remember my grandfather. He was a surgeon in World War II. He was at Valverde Trail and Iwo Jima and the, uh, the Philippines. He was an army surgeon attached to the Navy. And, uh, also, my father, who flew fighters during uh, the Vietnam era and served a total of 43 years in the service to the government. Hmm. Thank you, James. We've got Maxine next in Prairie du Chien. You're on the air, Maxine. Yes, I would like to remember my dad, uh, Orville Brandis. He was a 17-year-old farm boy, and he asked his parents to allow him to sign up. So he served in World War II in Germany. Then I'd also like to recognize my neighbor, Chuck Quick, who will be 98, and he was a World War II Navy veteran, and also kind of my spiritual father, Orville Knapp, who is 99 and a World War II veteran. So thank you. Great. Thank you, Maxine. Fred is next. Hi, Fred. You're on the air. Yes, hi. Thank you for taking the call. Uh, I went to Washington, D.C. in 1962, 60 years ago, and saw the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, and I wanted to recognize my brother Richie for going to Vietnam in 1967 and getting wounded in a Purple Heart, and they brought him back after extensive uh, uh, repair in the, in the hospital. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Fred. Let's go to Star, calling from Muscaday. You're on the air. Yes, I'd like to honor my dad. He's passed away. His name is Leon Miller from Baraboo, Wisconsin, and my daughter that's in Kentucky, Tanya Van Zyle. Thank you for your call. Betty is next in Lubbock, Texas. You're on the air. Yes, this is Betty Allison in Lubbock, Texas. Um, my husband passed away a couple years ago. He was retired from the Air Force, and 
I think we are the on all the retirees and all the ones that have passed away as well. Thank you, Betty, for your tribute today. Let's go to Al in Bridgeport, West Virginia. You're on the air. Jim, thanks for taking my call. Um, I want to uh, to get a shout-out to my great-grandfather, fought for the Union in the Civil War, and my dad was a World War II veteran in the Pacific and in the Navy. And uh, I want to uh, send a shout-out to my uncle, uh, Dave, um, who was in Vietnam. And um, every Marine out there, uh, happy birthday for the Marines mm. today. Thank you so much, Al. And uh, taking your calls here today, giving you time to uh, honor a veteran, uh, somebody who has uh, served in our nation's military, uh, perhaps even presently serving. Maxine in Conneaut, Ohio, you're on the air. Thank you. And happy birthday, all Marines. Uh, today is the 10th. And uh, 200 and so many, 700 and I think four. Okay. Thank you. Did you have a, uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to honor my husband who recently passed. He was a veteran of the Korean conflict. Never was a war, just a conflict. Thank you. Thank you for your call. Uh, we've got uh, Greg in Minnesota. You're on the air. Yes, I'd like to honor my father who served in World War II in the Army and recently passed away a week short of his 100th birthday, and also had two brothers. One was served in the Air Force, one was in the Army, and also my son, who uh, served in the Marines and actually uh, served in Afghanistan. Okay, thank you so much for your call, Greg. We've got Sue next, uh, calling in from Tennessee. You're on the air, Sue. Huntsville, Hi. Tennessee. Um, I wanted to recognize George Myers, veteran, and I wanted to say what he's done since he was a veteran, was packed his car with kids every week, all kinds of kids, to take them to church. And I really think that's a nice thing that he's been doing in his uh, after-veteran after years, trying to bring kids to the Lord and get, buying them Bibles, too. Just wonderful. Thank you so much, Sue. We've got Phil next in Wayne, Wisconsin. You're on the air, Phil. I'd like to recognize my Uncle Joe, who served in Desert Storm, Desert Shield, and Iraqi Freedom, um, and inspired me to serve. My cousin Joe, the numerous family and friends that have served, and um, Lieutenant, uh, sorry, uh, Lance Corporal Gamboa, who was unfortunately my only casualty while I served with the Marines. Happy birthday, Corps. Hoorah. Thank you for your call. Let's go to Brenda in Livingston, Tennessee. You're on the air. Hi, I'd like to honor my dad, uh, who was a World War II veteran in the European theater. He's in a Normandy, uh, in part of the Normandy invasion, and also my brother, a Vietnam veteran. Great. And t- thank you to all veterans. Amen. Thank you so much for your call. Tony in Nielsville, Wisconsin, you're on the air. I'd like to honor my late grandpa. Lawrence Tuffy Beekman, who was a World War II veteran. Uh, unfortunately, though, his life was cut short by his daughter uh, killing him when I was 15 years old in 76. So I didn't get to spend any of my late teen and adult years with him. But he's still in my memory for what he'd done for the country every day for the the World War II veterans. Well, thank you so much for your tribute here today. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, uh, giving you opportunity to call to honor a veteran today here on Crosstalk as Veterans Day is just, uh, well, the official start just hours from now. And yes, indeed, today being the anniversary of the Marines that started November 10th, 1775. Back in a minute, you're listening to Crosstalk. Scripture says that as it was in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. We're reminded from Genesis that every imagination of the thoughts of man's heart was only evil continually. Christ also spoke of impending wars, ethnic conflicts, spiritual deception, famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. It sounds like today's newspaper headlines, yet many people are oblivious to the times in which we are living. 
In the book, It Could Happen Tomorrow, Dr. Gary Fraser presents future events that will shake the world. He writes of the Great Disappearing, America in Prophecy, the Birth of the New World Order, the Islamic Invasion of Israel, the Great Deceiver, a Global Religion, the Temple Rebuilt, the Mark, and the Glorious Appearing. The book presents both a message of hope to those who know Christ as Savior, as well as a message of warning to those who do not. It Could Happen Tomorrow is available for a donation of $15 or two copies for a donation of $25 by calling VCY America at You're listening to Crosstalk here on VCY America, and uh, we so appreciate uh, those who have certainly served uh, our nation. And uh, yeah, just notice, indeed, as callers pointed out, that today the birthday of the Marines, November 10th, 1775. 1775, there was uh, several that had been started, uh, military branches. The Navy, October 13th, 1775. Uh, The Army, June 14th, 1775. Uh, uh, the Coast Guard, uh, the nation's only armed force on the sea until Congress launched the Navy. Uh, that was August 4th of 1790. And uh, the Air Force, uh, that would be uh, September 18th, 1947. Uh, giving you opportunity to give tribute today to a veteran. And let's go right back to the phone lines. You can write down the number. Lines are packed now, but as soon as you hear uh, call or hang up. That's your opportunity to give us a call. The number is 800-733-9829. We begin with Michael in Texas. Hi, Michael. You're on the air. Yes, sir. I am he. He is I. I'd like to say to the veterans today, all hail the American veteran. Thank you for your call. Jody and Racine, you're on the air. Hi, I'd like to honor my husband, Alan. He was a Navy veteran for Vietnam. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we've got Matt next in Northfield. You're on the air. Hi, Jim. Thank you for honoring our veterans. I would like to give a uh, praise and honor to my grandfather who served in World War One, Peter Jarstead, to my father who served in World War II above the, uh, aboard the USS Calpens. He was in Tokyo Bay when they signed the peace treaty on the Missouri and also, I'd like to give a shout-out to my brother, Robert Jesse, who served in Vietnam. And I want to thank all our veterans, because freedom isn't free, and we sure do thank you. Amen. Thank you for your call. Sandra is next in Wakefield, Michigan. You're on the air. Hi. I would like to honor my dad, Richard Shea, who served in the U.S. Army and is now with the Lord. And I'd like to honor my husband, John Para, who is a Vietnam veteran. Okay. Thank you for your call here today. Uh, let's see. We're going next to Berea, Kentucky. And, Teresa, you're on the air. Yes, sir. I would like to honor my grandchildren. I have four, and they have been in the Army. But, hello? Yeah, you're on the air. Go ahead. We're oh, listening like, to you. Oh, yes. I'd like to honor my grandchildren. I have got four, and every one of them has been in the Marines, the Navy. i got two in the Marines, Navy, and the Army. Okay. And and I'm very, very proud of them. Great. Thank you for your call here today. And, yeah, don't be confused. There is a delay, so always listen to your phone, not not over your radio there. Uh, Becky in Ohio, you're on the air. Yes, I would like to uh, honor uh, all of the vets, but I uh, would like to honor my father, Martin Huffman, a World War II veteran in the Army in the Philippines, my brother, Rodney Huffman, in the Army, 101 First Airborne in Vietnam, my brother, Aaron Huffman, Air Force in Thailand. My son, Sean Burnham, Navy SEALs, Underwater Welder and Special Task Force in Iraq. My daughter that's currently serving, Sergeant Heather Grooms, uh, in the Army and still serving is my grandson, Jason Gilbert. He's a Navy engineer. Wow. Coming from a long lineage of those serving our nation. Thank you so much. A- Amen. <laughs> Thanks for the call here today. And uh, yeah, I mentioned the other branches of the military space force started December 20th, 2019. Carrie in Glasgow, Kentucky, you're on the air. Yes, I would like to recognize my uncles, William, Joe, Wayne, John. Let's see, there's seven, 
William, Joe, Wayne, John, Wendell, Jackie, and Randall. They all served. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Next to Barry in Tennessee. You're on the air, Barry. Yes, I'd like to honor my father who served in the occupation of Japan in the Army Air Corps and two uncles that served in the uh, Army in the Battle of Bulge in Europe in World War II and Hmm. one uncle that served in the South Pacific and Solomon Islands uh, in World War II and my brother who served in Vietnam. Uh, That's it. Thank you so much for your call. Uh, We've got uh, Randy next uh, from Grafton, West Virginia. You're on the air. Yes, I'd like to honor my great-grandfather who uh, fought for the Union during the Civil War and was a prisoner of the South. I'd also like to honor my dad who served in both the Army and the Air Force. He was a veteran of Korea and Vietnam. Great. Thanks for your tribute here today. And our number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829 to Ohio. And we have Paula calling. Hi, Paula. You're on the air. How I'd like to honor my uncles. I had five uncles in World War II. My father was in World War II, and I have two Marines, hmm. a cousin and my son. Great. Thanks for calling today, Paula. Thank you. And we've got Martha next in Boise, Idaho. Hi, Martha. You're on the air. Hi, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. I'd like to honor my husband, Al, who is a Vietnam veteran, our grandson, Dakota, who is serving in the Marines, the Marine Corps now, and our grandson, Caleb, who is serving in the Army. Great. Thank you so much for your call here today. And uh, friends, we're taking your calls, giving you an opportunity to honor a veteran today on Crosstalk. Uh, We're just uh, hours away from the beginning of Veterans Day and uh, certainly want to give uh, time to have tribute to them. Rodney in Plano, Texas, you're on the air. Yes, I'd like to honor my friend um, David. We were both part of the same platoon in the Marine Corps in Hawaii in 1975. Okay. Thank you for your call, Rodney, uh, and thank you for your service. Michael in Milwaukee, you're on the air. Hi, yes. I'd like to uh, honor my grandfather, Ken Hodges, who served in World War II. My dad, Clyde Hodges, who served in Korea and Vietnam. My three brothers who served um, in times of peace. And thank you, veterans, for all you do. Thanks for calling. Arlene is next in Oak Creek, Wisconsin. You're on the air. This is for Valerie Pachowski, Hospital Climbing, Desert Shield, and Desert Storm. I hope you're listening, honey. Thank you for calling. Paris is next in Milwaukee. You're on the air. Hi, this is Paris Bias. I'm calling to honor my stepdad, my brother-in-law, my auntie, and my cousin for um, for serving in in um, Desert Storm in Vietnam um, and honoring God, Jesus Christ, and Simplify. Great. Thanks for calling here today. And our number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. As soon as you hear somebody hang up, uh, keep in mind those lines are opening up very quickly. Robin is next in Erie, Pennsylvania. Hi, Robin. You're on the air. Thank you, sir, for taking my call. How proud I am to be American. And I thank God for my freedom. And I'd like to honor my father, Lyle Pearl Peters, my nephew, Dwayne Scott Peters, my nephew, Joanne Jeffrey Peters, I'd like to also honor the homeless veterans. And um, I would ask that every American reach out and thank a veteran. And also, I'd like to honor Chad Keith, who died in the Iraqi war from a uh, roadside bomb. And all of my grandmother's brothers who served uh, in a hundred years of uh, past history of wars. And that would be my grandmother and her brothers on the Wheeler side, and there's many of them. So I appreciate my freedom in the United States of America, and God bless America. Thank you. Thank you, Robin. Anne in Delafield, Wisconsin, you're on the air. Hi, I am calling to honor my dad, Roy, who served in the Army during the Korean War, my father-in-law, George, who served in the Navy and a retired Navy pilot, my husband, George, who served 25 years in the United States Coast Guard and is retired, my son, George, who served four years in active duty in the Coast Guard, um, is now in the reserves, um, getting his college degree and looking to return to active duty. And my son, Roy, who is currently serving in the Navy. Hmm. Praise the Lord for our veterans. Great. Thanks for calling. Barb is next. And here on South Dakota, you're on the air. 
Yes, uh, this is Barb Pinkle, and uh, I would like to honor my father, who uh, served in the Second World War, and he was in Italy and carried uh, communications, um, big box that he had to carry on his back, and uh, and give directions and so on. And, and uh, so anyway, he was there, and uh, I had an uncle, Lloyd Dickinson, who uh, was also uh, there at the same time, and then uh, another uncle that was in the Navy, all of them Second World War. Mm. Thank you, Barb. Let's go to Pam next in Cave City, Kentucky, around the year. Yes, I'd like to honor my father, who was in the 101st Airborne during the Korean War, my uncle, who was in the Army during the Korean War, I'd like to honor my brother, who was in the Vietnam War in the Army, and he has passed away now. Hmm. So um, God bless America. God bless our veterans. Thank you for calling, Pam. Jim is next in Richland, Washington. You're on the air. Uh, Yes, thank you, Jim. I'd like to honor my uh, grandfather from Mazepa, Minnesota. His name is Percy M.I. Jarrett. He was in the... 21st Division in France, lost half of their people in the infantry there. And my father, Lawrence T. Jarrett, uh, he was a Navy in World War II, passed away in 2012. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Otis in Lubbock, Texas, you're on the air. Hello, this is Otis Brothers. I'd like to uh, mention my dad, who died in 05. He was a veteran in the Army uh, in the South Pacific. And then I have uh, two grandson-in-laws. My young, my oldest granddaughter's husband is still in the Texas National Guard. He signed up last week to serve another six years. My youngest granddaughter's husband, Nathan Hobbs, is an uh, paratrooper out of Fort Bragg. Hmm. And I'd like to say my dad and all his friends that I had the privilege to meet never griped about having to serve our country. They said they had a job to do. God bless them all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Otis. Janice is next in Pineville, Kentucky. You're on the air. Hello. Uh, I'm calling for Raymond Woods. He is 97 years old. Mm. I've been his neighbor for 61 years. He was in the Air Force, and he had uh, uh, 35 bomber experiences and he was shot down over Rhine River and he is in excellent shape. He was not hurt. He goes to church every Sunday and he is just great. Also my pastor Ron Sumpkin was in the um Navy and these are two precious um people to me and they're still alive and God's blessing them every day. Wonderful. And thank you so much. God bless you, Janice. Thank you. Richard in Kentucky, you're on the air. I'd like to honor two people, one being my four-time great-grandfather, which was uh, Colonial William Miller, which was a, a Confederate general that did not believe in slavery, but yet wanted to keep his state rights. I'd like to honor him and also my grandfather, which taught me so much about freedom and God. Uh, Ralph Delmer Miller, which was a uh, Bastogne, Germany, and a Normandy Beach survivor. Hmm. And uh, God bless him. I'll see him again. Thank you, Richard, for your call. Thank you. you. And, uh, friends, we're up against a break. We've got one more segment to go, though, and I've got three open phone lines. They're number 800-733-9829. That's 800-733-9829. As we are honoring veterans here for 2022 and uh, looking forward to hearing from you today on the broadcast, uh, giving thanks for those who have served or are serving our nation, uh, fighting for the freedoms that we hold dear. Back in a minute, you're listening to Crosstalk on the VCY America Network.
For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. For the last two days, I've had Trevor Loudon in my television studio. He's the author of two very important books, Part 1 and Part 2, Security Risk Senators. He goes into the U.S. senators that have ties directly back to well-known communist and socialist and Marxist organizations, many of them who troubling have ties to China. Many of them also have ties to Islamic groups like CARE, Council on American-Islamic Relations, which is really a front group for Hamas, which is a front group for Muslim Brotherhood. This is the red-green axis, the red being the Marxist, the green being represented by the Islamic flags of Islamic nations. And they're working together to bring down America. And many of these U.S. senators, 30 of them, 30 of them in your U.S. Senate, my friends, are tied back to this red-green axis. We have been invaded from within. You can find out more at TrevorLoudon.com. I highly recommend his book. I'm so thankful, aren't you, for those who have served this nation, fighting for the freedoms that we hold dear, that we cherish, whether it be that of the freedom of speech, free press, uh, the right to assemble, uh, the the uh, right to have that free exercise of religion and so much more uh, that we see provided through our Constitution. Many have have paid the, the ultimate price for doing that, and others we're grateful for who are who have retired from service, who have served this nation, and uh, giving you opportunity to give such a tribute as we approach Veterans Day. We're going to uh, go back to the phone lines. Holding the longest is... Arthur in Newcomerstown, Ohio, and Arthur, you're on the air. Yes, I'd like to uh, uh, say something about my dad and his two brothers who was in World War II, and I had two cousins in Vietnam, and one isn't with us anymore. Hmm. And I also have a son that was in the Marines in the 90s, okay. and I like to celebrate them. Great, thank and you. Thank you. Thank you. Donna in Albany, Kentucky, you're on the air. I just want to give honor to my dad, Donnie Cross. He served in the Army. So thankful for him and so many others who gave us the freedoms that we enjoy today. So many, including just attending the House of God freely and getting to vote. I'm so Mm. thankful. Yes, indeed. Thank you for the call. We've got Rex uh, next in Mora, Minnesota. You're on the air. Hi, Jim. Um, I'd like to honor my Uncle Les Peterson um, was my dad's brother. He served in um, Europe in World War II and under the 101st Airborne Division. And I just thank you, Les, for your service. Hmm. Who's passed away now? Thank you for the call. Ralph is next in Mesa, Arizona. You're on the air. Yeah, um, I'd like to honor uh, Jim Bates. He was in the Army. And Phil, you saw he, uh, my other nephew, he was in the Air Force, and they're both uh, doing civilian jobs now. Okay, great. Thank you for your call. Doug in Albany, you're on the air. Uh, yeah, I, I'd like to honor my dad. Uh, he was in the World War II, and he passed away in 1998. His name was the guy, Eugene White. Thank you all. Thank you for your call. Uh, let's see, next is Denise in Franklin. You're on the air. Yes, this is... Uh, I'm calling about my cousin, Michael Hassel, mm-hmm. who served as in the reserves. I'm sorry, my phone made a noise. Uh, who served in the reserves, and, and God save America, as Brandon says. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go to Howard at Niagara. You're on the air. Hi, Jim. Uh, I want to thank my brother, who was in Iraq. Uh, he was in the uh, Navy. I want my dad, who was in the Marines, was in World War II, and his dad, my grandpa, was in the Army in World War One. Mm. Great. Thank you for your call. We've got Rich in Canastota, South Dakota. You're on the air, Rich. Hi. I'd like to honor my daughter, uh, Wendy, served in the Army. Uh, two uncles, uh, three uncles in the Korean War. And one uncle that went in on the third wave in Omaha Beach and was killed. Mm. Thank you for that remembrance here today. Betty in Sun City, Arizona, you're on the air. Hello, Betty. Betty. Hi, I'd like, 
I'd like to honor my father-in-law, David Shirtless, who was a Pearl Harbor survivor from World War II. Hmm. My husband, Dale Shirtless, was a Special Forces Vietnam veteran who passed away in 2017. And my brother, Roger Hart, who is still living, he was a draftee in the Army and was one of the original tunnel rats in Vietnam with the 25th Infantry Division. Thank you, Betty. Let's see, we've got Jose in Milwaukee. You're on the air. Yes, I'd like to honor my cousin, Nelson, that was in the Marines, my cousin, John, that was on the Navy, and my son, Emmanuel, that's uh, serving on the Air Force, and all the veterans for making this country great. Thank you. Thank you. Dave in Hayward, Wisconsin, you're on the air. Yeah, I just I feel we just should not forget the veterans that were forced to re- to retire because they refused to take the COVID shot. I don't think we should ever forget about them either. Great. Thank you, Dave. We've got Jim in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. You're on the air. Uh, thanks for doing this, Brother Jim. I'd like to honor uh, my childhood next-door neighbors, Chet Elster and Emil Cernovich, who served under Patton in the 3rd Army. Uh, Ken Hagenboo, who uh, served in the 101st Airborne from Normandy all the way to Berchtesgarden. And uh, also, I'd like to honor my uncle, Gail Hewitt, who served in the Battle of the Bulge, and my father, who was not a veteran, but worked long hours in the tanneries producing leather Mm. for the war effort. And to all my brothers and sisters from Vietnam, God bless you. Welcome home. Thank you, Jim. Trish in London, Kentucky, you're on the air. Uh, Thank you for taking my call. I want to honor my dad, Ray Lanham, who served in Vietnam and was a paratrooper with the Army. Uh, Also, my great uncle, Junior Rose, who served with General Patton, and my papa, who served with him as well. Thank you for your call. Sharon in Georgetown, Kentucky, you're on the air. Hi, I'd like to honor my late husband, Jasper Scheibel, who was in the Air Force in Japan, and my uncle, Ed Murphy, who fought in the Battle of the Bulge in the Second World War, and a friend, Bill, who uh, was in um, Korea, and because they were shorthanded, they were taking young fellas. And their, part of their training was to be told, we're told, you know, you were in the Boy Scouts, right? Well, this and this and this and this will work. And uh, so Bill is uh, in his uh, mid-80s, I believe, right now. Hmm. And he lives here in Kentucky as well. Wonderful. Thank you. And our final call from Pound, Wisconsin. Linda, you're on the air. Hi. I'd like to recognize my husband, uh, Ken, who was a Vietnam veteran, and his dad, Charlie, who was World War II veteran, and my grandson, Noah, who was in the Army. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for your call. And uh, may I echo my thanks to my father, Bob, who served in World War II, and to my father-in-law, Ken, uh, serving in the Coast Guard. And uh, so appreciate uh, the service of these loved ones that so many of you shared here today. And as we approach Veterans Day, be thankful for the freedoms that we have and for those who have, who have uh, sacrificed their time, their talents, their abilities to, uh, in order to serve this nation and uh, protect the freedoms that we cherish. God bless you, folks. Thanks for joining us today on Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208, or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.